This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for shining on today. Do you embody what you feel? Do you embody what you love? Erica Mather is back with us today. She is a yoga teacher. She practices forest yoga, and we often get into long conversations about how people relate to their bodies and how we can better love our bodies and work with our bodies. And I tease her because she's absolutely perfect and adorable and has an exquisite body. But that doesn't mean she always loved it all the time. She's got a lot to teach us. In fact, she can teach you all about forest yoga. She's got a special program coming up next month at the Omega Institute. I think you're going to like this. Forest yoga is a four-step tool, parts of which we can put to work right now. Erica will explain. The program that's happening this September is founded on something that my teacher articulated called the Forest Yoga Formula for Change. Anna Forest, she's in her early 60s, and a lot of her uh, healing that she did with yoga and her style of yoga was specifically for body-related issues. She was an anorexic, she was a bulimic, she was an alcoholic. And one of the things I really love about forest yoga is that I think that it does a fantastic job teaching people to become embodied. And what does it mean to become embodied? It means to integrate all parts of yourself within your body and to live your life using your body as an ally, as a wisdom keeper, as a guide, as a companion on your way, instead of living fragmented, which is what many of us do when we're cool to our bodies, when we diet excessively, is that we really dissociate ourselves from our body, we objectify it, and try to live apart from it as much as possible. So Anna Forrest healed Mm -hmm. herself? Yeah, she has healed herself from many of these issues and then created a style. Well, okay, I want to say heal because heal, I want to review the word heal because I think heal makes it sound like it's complete, like it's done right. forever, right. and it's not. So, so I think healing is a process that goes on over a lifetime. And while the severity of something may diminish, maybe every five years you'll be like, wow, I'm feeling a little bulimic today or you know, whatever your issue is. Mm-hmm. My issue in many ways is emotional eating and restricting. So sometimes when when I'm like, oh, I just ate a whole bag of M&Ms. I haven't done that in five years. It it, it doesn't mean that I haven't healed myself per se. It means that my healing is is in process still and on a trajectory. Does that make sense? Well, yes. Healing is different than cured. Correct. Yeah, and that's the distinction. So healing is a process, cure is it's over forever. And I don't really know that anything is ever over forever. Right. (laughs) I don't think that's the way it works. So anyway, when we say Anna healed herself, it means that she is in a process of healing where she has become a productive and functional and high-level contributor to society and is living a life that she's proud of, that she's enthusiastic about. And a lot of times our our illnesses, we'll just call them illnesses, our illnesses uh, inhibit us from living our lives in a way that we feel proud of, that we're excited about, that we wake up every day and we want to do. 
Right. So forest yoga is a system that Anna created in order to really help people overcome their relationship with their body, their dysfunctional relationship with their body, and to live better lives, live uh, lives that you're proud of. Okay. How does forest yoga look different from, say, the yoga class we could take at the gym Wednesday night? Yeah, well, so all yogas are not made the same, first of all. So yoga yoga doesn't really mean anything until you actually put some more uh, specifics to it. So I'm not sure what you mean when you say go to the class, the gym at night. You uh, know, like the generic uh, warrior one, warrior two, downward dog, sun salute class. Okay, so three things at play. One, you are going to be taught to breathe. And breathing isn't going to be a side note. It isn't going to come as a little reminder like, remember to breathe. It's going to be you are going to be taught to breathe through the whole class. Number two is the sequencing style of the class is different than what you're going to get in the gym in a way that makes the yoga very adaptable and very accessible to people with injuries people who are ill, people who are pregnant, people who are getting older, like all of us are, all together, all the time. So forest yoga, if you go and you Google it, you'll see like a lot of really difficult poses, but those are that, those, if that imagery is to be um, inspirational. But I teach forest yoga, and all of my private clientele in New York City are people who are not able-bodied. So forest yoga is extremely accessible and adaptable for people with injury, illnesses, aging, pregnancy, all manner of things. So what happens in the class is going to be much more adaptable, accessible for all people. That's the second thing. The third thing is that in every class, we set an intent for the class, and then we work the intent through the whole class. So for instance, at Formula for Change, the first step in the four-step forest yoga formula for change is to catch the behavior. So the first class that we're going to teach at Omega is going to be around the intent of catching the behavior. And that's what the whole class is going to be about. All right. What, what, what behavior are we catching? The bad one? Any behavior that you want to catch. So the first thing we're going to do at the retreat is help you identify what you're working on at the retreat. What is the behavior that you want to catch? So let's ground this in the body. Let's say that the behavior that you'd like to change is thinking, is obsessing about your wrinkles. Does that sound like a good one to to work on? (laughs) Yes, little Miss Perfect Face. Let's start there. Let's start there. You might, I just want to say as an aside that some of the most self-loathing and self-critical group of people in the world are probably models who are perfect. So perfection doesn't insulate you from thinking badly about yourself. It may make other people very unsympathetic about the fact (laughs) that you do, but I'm just saying it doesn't stop people from thinking badly about themselves just because they look perfect on the outside. That's an interesting thought. Thank you for that. Thank you You're so that. welcome. You're okay. so welcome. Actually, I, I write about that in my book because one of the people who I talk about is, is a friend of mine who's very thin. Mm-hmm. And getting to know her, I came to understand some of her, her body image issues and how she was, there was no permission anywhere for her to talk about them because no one was going to sympathize her with her because she was thin, right? Oh, yeah. So anyway, back to, back to what behavior do you want to change? Let's start with obsessing about wrinkles. Okay, so that's a thought, right? right? So, And maybe you've already identified that the thought isn't actually that helpful, yeah. <laughs> right? It's not that helpful. So the first step would be to catch the behavior. That's it. 
That's it. So the first class in the forest yoga, four step formula for change is catch the behavior. And then when you catch the behavior, that's the end of it. You just are like, oh, I'm doing that thing again. That's the end of it. But then there's the next step is how do you respond to yourself catching the behavior? So here's what we do. A lot of times we catch the behavior and then we go, we go next level up. We go meta and we're like, ah, oh, I'm thinking that thought again. And then you start beating yourself up for thinking the thought. Not helpful. Right. So right. step two in the forest yoga formula for change is to congratulate yourself for catching the behavior and actually lavishly praise yourself for catching the behavior. Right. Because that is the way forward. If you if you punish yourself, if you layer heap more like bad thoughts on top of unhelpful thoughts, it's not productive. Yeah. Right. The second step is that you decide, oh, my gosh, I caught that behavior. Look at me. I'm so smart. I caught the behavior. Good job, me. Right? Right. That's how you're going to create a change. So that's step two, and we're going to do a whole class about congratulating yourself for catching the behavior. The third step is taking 10 deep breaths so that you interrupt the whole process, Mm -hmm. right? Because what happens is you have your thought, you have the behavior, which is a thought. And then usually the behavior has a very nicely worn neural pathway that you just you zip down like on a water slide the minute you start the thought, right? So the next step is to interrupt it by taking 10 deep breaths. Class three is going to be all about that. And then class four is about the fourth step in the forest yoga formula for change, which is taking a step towards change. Doing something new. Doing something new. The whole retreat is about this. And you can apply the forest yoga formula for change to your body image issues if you'd like. You can apply it towards something else, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with a child, sort of a behavior that you find yourself kind of trigger finger pulling a trigger on it the minute somebody does something. Right. You could apply it towards really anything and this is the beauty of this particular process is that we don't necessarily need to know what you're doing you can apply it to anything that you decide you want to change around it could be a body image thing it could be a behavioral thing it could be a a a food habit thing it could be a substance abuse problem issue that you're working on it could be really anything right catch congratulate breathe take a new step correct And that's how we build new neural pathways, and that's how we really change. So, Anna, Forrest, good for you. And and you're doing yoga positions all through the catch class and the congratulate class and the breathe and the... Yeah, so part of the beauty of Forrest Yoga is that we're always enmeshing these, uh, these neural pathways, these thought processes into movement. Because you can talk about stuff forever... And until your body learns the change, it will just be a nice idea. Right. So all of this is enmeshed into yoga asana. So we'll do some workshops. And asana means? Asana means postures, yeah. So yoga poses. So we'll do some workshopping to set set your, your compass for the retreat. And then we'll build embodiment. So embodiment is the, is the notion that kind of like everything's just a nice idea until it lands in your body, until you bring it to life through your body. Let me give you an example. Maybe you aspire to be more patient and you, you recognize in your life that patience would be something that would benefit you, but you actually don't know what being patient feels like. So patience is just a nice idea that you talk about and you try to do, but you don't know what it feels like. And the only time that you will actually bring patience to life in your life 
is when you know what it feels like and you can embody patience. This changes a lot of the ways I'm going to be teaching things. Absolutely. You have to experience it. You have to, which is why doing yoga, actually doing asana, actually doing postures, poses, is really important because thinking about it, talking about it isn't enough. You have to train your body in what it feels like. And this is called embodied knowledge. Embodied knowledge is the kind of thing that you can rely on kind of like no matter what. I read about recently about a, a man who disarmed a gunman in a synagogue, right? And what he said is that he like flipped into mode. All his military training just came back. Mm -hmm. He didn't think about it. He just did it. That's embodied knowledge. That's when something's in you so deeply that when the moment arises that you need this resource, you need this skill, you don't think like, hmm, should I be patient? You don't actually have that negotiation with yourself. Patience is something that you can, a, a switch that you can flip. You can be like, I'm going to be patient now. Wow. And then you can resurrect the feeling, bring it to life in your body, and then you are patient embodied. Got it. Um, earlier you said using your body or having a relationship with your body as an ally and a wisdom keeper. And I'm like, mm. oh, i got to ask her how she does that. How do you make your body an ally and a wisdom keeper? But you just explained that. Yeah, part of what I'm talking about is the process, right? So if you believe that your body has the deepest wisdom available to you, then, then you actually can't just like toss out that phrase as lip service. Then you need to actually live that. And the way that you begin living that, that is by making friends with your body, <laughs> by becoming embodied. Like you can't, an ally is like a friend. An ally is your best friend. An ally is someone who you can go to when the chips are down, when you're under, when warfare is happening. You can be like, you got my back, and your ally's like, I got your back, right? Your body always has your back. This is one of the real heartbreaks about like the ways that we treat our bodies is we treat our bodies as if somehow they've betrayed us because they're, I don't know, not as cosmetically appealing as you'd like it to be or whatever. But, but the real truth is your body always has your back. And, and we don't treat them as if we, they have our back. We treat them as if they're enemies. So shifting the relationship into an alliance with the body. And then once, once your body's like, oh, you're not going to starve me and punish me and, you know, like not give me enough sleep, which is torture, by the way, right? You're actually going to treat me like an ally. Then you can take the step into like it being a wisdom keeper for you. Mm -hmm. A wisdom keeper is someone you can go to and you can sit down and counsel with and be like, would you help me? And the wisdom keeper says yes. But why would your body say yes to you when you torture it? Wow. All right. Giving us a lot to think about. Erica Mather, let's go back to the new title of the book, which is... <laughs> Radical body acceptance, and I hope now after everything I've said, you understand that what I'm talking about is actually radical body acceptance. Absolutely. Does that, does that land more now that we've had a conversation? Completely. And give me okay, the, cool. the subtitle. The subtitle, which is packed full of keywords. End the time-sucking, soul-crushing pursuit of unrealistic beauty standards and start living your life. And I hope now that you've heard me talk, you, this, this subtitle actually makes more sense. Yes. And yes. the time-sucking, soul-crushing, which you could say heartbreaking, 
it's heartbreaking what we do to ourselves. And the time-sucking, soul-crushing pursuit of unrealistic beauty standards and start living your life. Yeah, yeah. And you know what brings to mind, especially for women, when they look in the mirror before they're heading out for whatever, and if they don't like what they see, they carry that feeling with them, and that yeah. is soul-crushing. It's soul-crushing. It is. It is. And I, Casey, I just want to say thank you for really bringing up hard questions, right? Because I, I realize that you might look at me and be like, yeah, 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 you're young, you're pretty, you're thin, blah, blah, blah. But I, I feel like um, I don't want that to stand in the way of what I've learned. Yeah. And I just told you about what I learned, which is like, you can't love yourself by hating yourself. And I hated myself. And you might look at my external form and be like, what's wrong with you? You're pretty, right? But that can't account for what people grow up thinking about themselves. No. And probably you have children or like you said, you look back at images of yourself in high school and you remember how much you hated yourself and thought you were fat and you look back and now you're like, what was I thinking? Yeah, completely distorted, right. So distorted. So just apply that understanding you have about yourself to me. And then you'll understand what I'm talking about, right? And then all of all of the wisdom that I've generated from the internal work really has no, it has nothing to do with what we look like on the outside. Pretty people can hate themselves. Ugly people can love themselves. It, it's like really a matter of what you decide. Absolutely. You get to decide. Erica Mather, we get to join you September 13, 14, 15 at Omega. The book is Radical Body Acceptance. is going to be out April 2020. We got to wait till April for the book? I'm so sorry, but I, I write articles, and I, I hope you'll read my articles. I'm going to be, like, seeding the Internet with articles as well in anticipation of the book coming out. And so sorry you have to wait, but look, you can talk to me. Okay, come back again. <laughs> we want to make your Omega Weekend sell out, and uh, we look forward to having more wisdom from Erica soon. Thank you. Thank you. You're wonderful. Thanks for hosting me. What is your website, my dear? www.ericamather.com. Big ahas from the Shine On Retreat. That's coming up next. At CBD Live Natural, their goal is to bring their customers the best all-natural products. There is a solution to change your quality of life that will help you live naturally without prescription drugs, which means you'll feel your best. CBD aids with health issues from fibromyalgia to anxiety, joint pain and eczema, acne, and so much more. The staff at CBD Live Natural really know their products, which helps them determine what's best for you, from oils and lotions and creams to candles, edibles, and even pet products. At CBD Live Natural, they don't just sell the products, they're consumers just like you. So you can trust them to recommend the best all-natural products to help you live natural and feel great doing it. CBD Live Natural stores can be found in Bedford Hills, the Westchester Mall in White Plains, and the Stanford Town Center in Stanford, Connecticut. Or you could shop online at their website anytime. CBDLiveNatural.com Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for shining on today. We had a wonderful retreat weekend at Marriondale in Ossining last week. We have another retreat weekend coming up August 16th, 17th, and 18th at Graymore in Garrison. So we're going to wear flowers in our hair because it's the 50th anniversary weekend of Woodstock. We're going to make a mandala with nature, maybe a big peace sign or something. And we will ask permission first 
We'll ask permission from nature before we pick a flower. It's going to be a lot of fun. And some of the topics that we're going to cover at the retreat are these. I'm going to share them with you, okay? Most of the topics are lessons I learned here on this very show. Some of the guests that have come on through and have given me some of the biggest ahas of late. Number one on the list is going to be people pleasers are selfish. Ooh, you people pleasers bending over backwards to make everybody happy. Well, some guests say that when you're in the people-pleasing mode, you're really in need of a big hug and an I love you and a thank you. It's not that you're not doing good work, but you could be working without a boundary and maybe working a little too hard to please. Now, people-pleasing is a great road to start out on. You know, walk that path, it's a beautiful thing. And then once you learn a boundary, you do a little better. We'll talk about the one thing theory. We had a guest on just the other day talking about the one thing theory that in most people's lives, if they would just fix that one big thing, the one big thing they don't want to talk about, they don't want to think about, and they don't want to change. If they would just do that one big thing, clean that up, everything else would fall into place. So we'll talk a little bit about what your one big thing could be. Another big aha from Shine on the Health and Happiness show from Gary John Bishop, you always win the game you play. You know I love that one. Look at your life right now and give your life a title. That's the game you're playing. And yes, you are winning that game. You can only win the game you play. Change your actions ever so slightly and the name of the game changes and you win at that. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it. We'll also talk about, because the whole weekend is truly about finding a really safe place for self-love to be cultivated. So we'll talk about how could you be less than? How could you be unworthy? How could you be in need of punishment? And we will show you with love and kindness how it's just not possible. And also you'll walk away with a phrase, a phrase that you will use to stop yourself when you start sliding down, beat myself up mountain. Okay, you're going to get a power phrase. Oh, another uh, lesson, embrace your inner monster. When you have to flip out and maybe flip somebody off or break a dish, uh, that's your inner monster. And your inner monster is to be embraced. That monster is protecting something beautiful. Also, your inner child is driving the bus, your subconscious mind. These are some of the topics we talk about with love and joy. And I never laughed as much as I did at the last Shine On Retreat. And I'm sure we've got lots more laughter ahead. And plus, there's sparklers and there's hula hoops and there's a dance party. I mean, you know, three days of peace, love and music. That's what we got August 16th through 18th at Graymore in Garrison. Join me there. And what I'm excited about at this retreat is we're going to take the ideas that Erica Mather put forth with her forest yoga and apply them to making change in our personal lives. Don't you just love that formula? To first catch yourself when you start to beat yourself up or go down a negative road. Just catch yourself. Just hang out there for a while. Then catch yourself and congratulate yourself. Brilliant. Then catch yourself, congratulate yourself, take 10 deep breaths, and then catch, congratulate, breathe, and try a new action. Ah, that's the ticket. We're going to spend time at our retreat weekend feeling the way we want to feel. We're going to practice the feeling. Then we'll know how to find it. Erica Mather, you can find her at Omega, and she'll be back here probably in the spring when her book comes out. You can find me here, of course, and on the Facebook page, A Circle of Women. Reach out and join us there. Always some good things happen in there. Oh, August 14th, please come to the Open Center in New York City, a media training. I'm going to teach you how to be a great radio guest. 
So looking forward to that. And I think that's it, right? I think we're good. Oh, in the coming weeks, I will be making a great big announcement about Shine On. Shine On is growing. Shine On is my happy place. It's a radio show. It's a podcast. It's the community on the Facebook page of Circle of Women. It's the community at the retreats and seminars. But it's about to be a little bit more. And I can't mention that right now because... I know Mercury has gone direct, but we're still waiting for Jupiter. And um, I just want to find the perfect time, the perfect day, and I also have to finish the paperwork. But Shine On is growing, and it's something we will all be able to celebrate and take part in. I'm really looking forward to sharing that news with you very soon. But right now it is time for our thought for the day, and that will come from Marianne Williamson. Now, even if you're not familiar with A Course in Miracles, you may have realized that Marianne Williamson is running for president of the United States of America. You know, she got a few cheers the other night in the debate. She definitely has some wonderful ideas. But let's not get political. Let's just share this positive thought with you from Marianne Williamson, who said, We are not held back by the love we didn't receive in the past, but by the love we're not extending in the present. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.